This is Raheem Shabazz of Necessary Blackness Podcast, and I am here with Mr. Dan Moore, who is the executive of the Apex Museum, and we are standing in front of the Women in STEM exhibit, and we're going to go inside, and we're going to have a great and informative interview. Y'all stay tuned. My name is Dan Moore, Sr., and I'm the founder and president of the Apex Museum, which is located in downtown Atlanta, Georgia. During the time when I started the Apex Museum, we faced a lot of challenges, one of which was people were asking who, who actually sanctioned this. And because I'm from Philadelphia, from the north, there was question about the southerner coming down here to start a black history museum. But the reason it was founded is because I went to a, a banquet where they were honoring Dr. Benjamin Mays. Mm. And when I listened to all of the accolades given to him, my first question to myself was, why doesn't this city, of all the cities in the nation, not have a black history museum? So four months later, we, I started the Apex Museum. When we started, we initially had a, a space in my office, had an office in Buckhead, we had a space there for temporarily. And then Moss Brown College gave us the first floor of a building they had on Auburn, on Ashby Street, at 171 Ashby Street. We operated out of there for a while. And then one of the board members located this building. It was in shambles at the time. It was built in 1910 as a school book depository, but then it was being used as a tire warehouse. It was in very poor shape. It would rain on the outside and pour on the inside, so it was really a challenge to get it fixed. But since 1988, we've been here at 135 Auburn Avenue in the historic district of the MLK Center. When we talk about reparation, of course we know there's been a, some discussion around that recently, and with June 19th. Um, my concern is several things. Number one, this has come up over and over again for a number of years, and we still don't seem to get it and get it right. When I heard the remarks by one of the senators talking about, well, we did our best, we had the Civil War, we had this proclamation, we had this um, thing passed, we have a black president, and for anybody to think that's part of reparations just shows what the mentality is of some of these persons who are quote, leading our country. When I think about reparations, I go back further than just what is due to us here in the, in the U.S. But we have to remember that we have not studied the white people's mindset, and so it's difficult for us to even answer them some of these questions because we're not even understanding what kind of mindset they have. We have an exhibit here at the Apex called Africa, the Untold Story. And it talks about the colonization of Africa. And when you look back at history, and you see that Great Britain, a country that's about that big, uh, first of all, they call themselves Great Britain. So how do you, as a country that small, even refer to yourself as Great Britain, unless you yourself are in a mindset that you are great? And so during the... Um, period of time when they were colonizing Africa, this small country 
became the second largest colonizer, not of a country, but of the entire continent of Africa. So that talks about the mindset. What is the kind of a mindset that says to someone, I'm going to come into this country because there's something here I want. I'm going to capture this country. I'm going to take care of all of the things that I need to take care of for my benefit. I'm going to subject these individuals. I'm going to change their mindset so they don't even like themselves. And then I can more easily control them. So until we get a handle on what the mindset is of white people, we're not going to go very much further when we talk about reparations. When you look at even Haiti and how hated Haiti is and how Haiti had to actually pay reparations to France. Now here's a, here's a small country that was, in, it was enabled to do what it could to fight off the French and the Portuguese and, and the English. And as small as they were, they won those battles. And so Haiti is hated today because of what they did to, to ward off uh, the colonization of that country. Coming back to America, there's debate now, where does it go? Who's it go to? Who, who do we label? Who, who do we get? Or how do we pay people now what has happened 100 years ago? Well, first of all, we have to understand the repercussions of what happened over 100 years ago. It was not just the fact that it was slavery, but every generation since that time has had to deal with the effects of slavery. And although we built this country, we have to turn around and look and see that the persons who enslaved us are the ones who benefited from their enslavement of us since the beginning of this country. So when we talk about reparations, we have to talk very seriously about what is the best uh, formula that, that repairs the damage done to a whole race of people. Uh, it's not just about reparations and giving out dollars and cents to any, any and everybody, but we're looking at talking about where does the greatest impact come. And we have got to couple that with what's going on today, which is racism, which still exists, which is a part of the whole reason why we have to, we have to even talk about reparations. And so until we clean up some of these things, it's very difficult for people to talk about meaningful answers and, and recommendations for reparations. Okay, we have a slave ship replica here. It's a Portuguese slave ship called the White Lion. Most of the time you see slaves in a slave ship, it's an aerial view of them lying down. When you walk in and see this replica, you see these slaves in this ship lying down on their backs, chained together, 18 inches of space to deal with, it makes a totally different image and presentation. We've had folks come in here, see that, and walk out and say, I really cannot stand to see that. I've had children come in here and say, they did this to us, and we still survive. But more importantly, that stage was only a portion of the exhibit. It's called Africa, the Untold Story. It was inspired by Asa Hilliard, was a professor at one of the universities here, and what he said consistently is, whatever you do, never let them begin our history with slavery. So we have an exhibit that takes you back thousands of years to ancient African civilizations, so we can understand truly what Africa has given to world history, whether it's mathematics, whether it's medicine, whether it's architecture, 
whether it's farming, all of these things were developed in, in Africa thousands of years ago and stolen from other people as they landed on these shores. So we first of all talk about Africa as a continent and what it has given the world. It is the richest continent in the world, and yet they refer to Africa as third world countries. It has all the minerals, all of the gold, all the silver, all the diamonds, and all the things that we need almost always. And that's why they put themselves in a position to make sure they control not just part of, but all of Africa. And the only two countries that remained independent was Liberia and Ethiopia. 